0: Welcome to the Dharma Spring. Hmm. So with this koan, which I'll read again here in a moment, um, what I brought in on Monday is still relevant for me in the general sense of it's a meeting of worlds as, as I see it. When worlds meet, um, I think about that phrase, when worlds collide, that can sometimes be the case. But there's also, you know, meeting and merging of worlds. And I feel, you know, it's more of the 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 latter two here: a meeting of worlds and a merging of worlds. Um, this um, these two worlds of the koan, which looking at the you know, the axis here, a common axis known <laughs> to many of us. Uh, Us humans and others, you know, you can see it as war and peace, um, chaos and calm, uh, difficulty and ease, you know, two things like that. Two separate worlds the world of the warrior out on the field, and the world of the monks in the temple having a tea ceremony. And yeah, coming together. And, and meeting and merging at some point. So I'm going to explore that territory, how it's been for me, what I'm seeing, what's grabbing me, and you know, journey along with it. But first, here's this koan again. A high-ranking samurai was also a serious Zen student. It's funny, that first line almost implies that, can you believe it? <laughs> this warrior was also a serious Zen student. It's almost implication of these separate worlds. in this one guy, How how could he? Yeah, but it's all of us, right? (laughs) Whatever we do, we're also Zen students. Anyway, um, a high-ranking samurai was also a serious Zen student. Fighting broke out all over Japan, and he was wounded in battle. In spite of the pain, he galloped to a temple to see the teacher there. A tea ceremony was going on, and the teacher put a cup in front of him, asking, how are things? The warrior immediately crushed the cup under his foot and said, heaven and earth completely broken up. The teacher asked, when heaven and earth are broken up, what's that like? The warrior stood with his hands crossed over his chest. The teacher hit him, and he involuntarily cried out from the pain of his wounds. The teacher said, heaven and earth, not quite broken up yet so as i tend to do and encourage all of us to do is to really with these koans be the people the things in the koan the happenings and um so i found myself first in the land in the the world of the warrior of the samurai knowing you know The feel of that being in a place where things are chaotic and out of control and I'm wounded, you know, maybe I've been they've been out of control for a while or difficult and heavy and I've been doing what I can, but then I get wounded. And I'm hurting. And I'm far from home in this case. And I know that which sustains me is this practice I have and I have a teacher elsewhere again I'm far from home and I can't make it there, but I know it has always sustained me throughout, you know, times not as difficult as this and times with similar difficulties as this. And so, though I can't get to my home, my teacher, I run to the nearest temple looking for that sustenance, yeah. And, you know, my entering it is different than it might be on in different occasions with my home temple, things like that. Um, where I might have a little more decorum, you know. But here, I'm in the midst of battle. It's still in the midst of me when I am arriving at this temple. So I, I rush in, fully armored, see a tea ceremony going on, and I just am there as I am, dripping in sweat, blood. And then this teacher offers me this tea, and how are things? <laughs> And crushing that teacup right away with my foot, immediately crushing it. It's not a rejection of what's happening there. It's not a statement about, can't you see what's going on? And shouldn't you be doing something different? It's a true, genuine expression of how things are. You're offering me this and crushed. That's just what's in my heart. Coursing throughout me. So I say that is heaven and earth completely broken up. Yeah. For me, that means, as I've talked about, I think on Monday and even before, you know, in the Asian cultures from which we come, the the balance of heaven and earth, the harmony of that is where, you know, heaven itself comes forth, the, the cosmos, the ways of the world, the ways of nature. When I'm in balance with that, there is heaven. So you can see it, the heavens and the earth, when they're in harmony, I have that harmony and I'm able to glide along, but I'm not feeling that now. Heaven and earth, that harmony that I've known for myself and encountered so many times is broken up. I can't find it. (laughs) I can't touch into it like I have been able to before. And then the next question, so what's that like? (laughs) Coming to me which really invites me to to explore my experience and right away cross my arms over my chest. Part of that feels like the standard thing to do. It's like, oh, I mean, I recognize these times kind of, and the way I've gotten through is to, you know, endure, stand up, be strong, push my way through it. That protective stance, closing myself off, um, as if to say the chaos and the turmoil and the the broken upness, that's my way through it, is to become something solid and let it wash over me or push my way through something like that. That's what comes to mind for me, but it's closing off. And this is a thing closing off for protection, but also as a way of getting some strength beneath me to make it through. So it's not completely separating, but it's like, I know this way of making it through this and, This has also been something I've been able to rely upon. Um, When the going's gotten tough, I've been able to find that toughness, that endurance within myself and take that stance. But I also, there's something about it I don't quite believe in myself this time. I can feel it's almost going through the motions. It's interesting to notice that. It's like, huh, though it has served me before, I don't know that it's going to this time. But that's what came up, that automatic thing. And it's what I've got. And so I stick with it. Or it sticks with me, maybe. Maybe it came forward as involuntarily as what comes next, which I'm gonna come back around to in a moment, because I want to go to the other world for a little bit here. Um, just to speak of, you know, though we we have these these two separate worlds, war and peace, chaos and calm, they're not keeping themselves separate. They're, there's this meeting happening, and I can feel each of them reaching out to one another in the ways that they know how. You know, the warrior world reaches out a little more forcefully and stamps its foot and stands strong. That's what the warrior world does. That's its way of reaching out to try to meet the other world, yeah. And then the, the, the monk's world, the world of the teacher and the tea ceremony is that it's gentle open, Patient, understanding, curious, yeah. So I, I appreciate, and this is where I guess I'm blending them. Um, you know that first gesture from the teacher: "Here's some tea. How are things?" I can see, as a teacher, I can see that things are not well. <laughs> I know that the fighting's out; they're all over the land, and I can make assumptions about how things are and say, "Oh, you must be having difficulty." Oh, here, and I think I know what this person needs but really in my heart is that, how are things? Let me set aside my stories and my assumptions and just ask and offer you what I would offer anyone and ask this question, how are things? How are you? And that seems very generous from the warrior standpoint, not to be seen in a particular way and having those stories put upon me. And when that warrior smashes the cup, I feel that that's a genuine expression as a teacher looking at that. It's not a rejection. It's not anything other than that's how things are. This is how things are, yeah. And I appreciate that that can be what comes forth, that there is that genuine coming forth as the warrior is in that moment, saying what the warrior says about heaven and earth completely broken up. And still, Though I might know what that means for me, I don't know what it means for him. So I ask, so what is that? How is it when heaven and earth are all broken up? Then I see those arms crossing and um, can feel what that is. I don't know the inner world, like I described it a little bit ago for me, but as a teacher, I'm not sure what that inner world is. And that's that's where I notice something different is needed than the approach that I've been coming forth with. here's an invitation really an opportunity it's like the warrior is inviting me further into his world and i love this part of the koan because then you know you have this open generous kind kind of vulnerable side of the the monastery and the harder um walls up armor protection world of of the samurai but then the teacher when he reaches out and hits him with the stick, he's like, I'll, I'll, I will inhabit your world. I'll hit you. That's what happens in the warrior's world. Something a little more forceful and direct and, ooh. and by like meeting, this is the merging, meeting the world in that way, you know, merging into the, the samurai's world, that involuntary, ah, oh, from the samurai. There's the vulnerable world, the open, gentle world of the other side. Yeah. Right there in the midst of the armor and the blood and the sweat and the holding oneself up strongly. There it is. There's that vulnerable place. And here's where the merging of the worlds happens for me. These are not two worlds, not a choice to be made here. Though I may want to retreat to one or just resign myself to the fate of another. What I'm shown here is that in the midst of each, there's a place for the ways of being on both sides, which aren't really both sides anymore. They're just all sides of this one world, yeah. The harsh world, the tender world, not two. And that's bringing you back in The harmony in a different way than I had known before as the warrior, the harmony of things feeling settled when there's harmony, things feeling complete when there's harmony. It's like, oh, here is harmony in the midst of this, exactly this, of the pain and the turmoil. And there's tenderness, that vulnerability, and that harmony returns in a way. And that's when the teacher comments, notices that. He sees that. I see that as the warrior and says, heaven and earth, not Broken up quite yet, yeah. Even here, in even in these times, in this place, the harmony is here. It's just taking on a different dance, uh, different flavor, but it's still here, still available, yeah. And in the story, you know, it ends here for us. But in the book, from which this is Jones' translation, you know, Sekiya and Gates, in the um samurai koans or the the kamakura koans book that it comes from it goes on a little bit from here the warrior is able to return to battle and i won't tell him that story goes on but that's one that's he's like ah just what i needed (laughs) to find the harmony in this place rather than the harmony of what i'd known before to find the ability to move forward and that's for me what happens by the end of this koan or It's the end of the koan <laughs> at this point of the koan where things roll on when we get to see where they go. Yeah, so feeling you know my way through this as these characters, what came to mind for me was the years I spent in social work, um, which very much felt like these two different worlds for me. I had this practice way back then very grateful to have had it then and not understanding how anybody could do that work without such a practice yeah <laughs> we would often every once in a while we'd go uh, there'd be a training for us to go to and skills to learn to help us better do what we do the ones about self-care especially where ones I'm, I'm on my mind where they're talking very much about what we talk about in our practice about pay attention to the stories you have, and the assumption, you know, pay, all the stuff that we talk about, and we had like four hours um, seminar, and that's it. And I'm like, it takes a lot longer than just four hours. And where are we going to find the other time in our lives if we don't have a practice like this? That kind of thing, yeah. So very grateful to have had this, and I was there for seven and a half years, really, outside of my comfort zone for the majority of that time, in a place that wasn't my place, really having to be out in the world in that more forceful place at times and that in times of chaos and, you know, people's lives meeting people's lives again and again and their circumstances and that wasn't as bad as all the paperwork that went along with it to keep up with. It's like if I could just tend to people that'd be great but I have to tend to people and write these reports. And then if we have to get involved, there's a whole process that's involved with the courts and blah, 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 blah. And there were no, many times, I don't know how many, but when I got to the place of this heaven and earth completely broken up, I can't go on. <laughs> um, and it wasn't like this back and forth with a teacher with a you know, with something, with my practice versus this. It was just that place in the midst of all of it. Though I had it all, I was like, ah, oh, I, I just can't <laughs> go on. And I, you know, right now I'm doing it. My shoulders are collapsing. My body's collapsing. That's what it felt like. And I always rose again. And it seems like that was the necessary move. And I'd known that harmony and the balance for a while, able to negotiate things. But then when they got difficult, I got harder you know, my stance and I've got to get a hold of things. I've got to push harder. And that became what wore on me is trying to keep pushing harder. And then thankfully I had that collapse. Not literally, but just saying, I don't think I can do this and saying to Wendy, I think I'm going to give my notice on Monday, <laughs> you know, and not giving my notice on Monday. Until the time that I did. And I noticed You know, all those other times, it wasn't, it really wasn't the time to give my notice. It was, oh, something new, something was holding me, knew that the harmony would return or be right here at hand if I can just open to it and let it be there, yeah. And then I was able to go on longer than I thought I would, yeah. And it felt good not to have given my notice i can find that i would have regretted it but that last time when i did give my notice that felt completely harmonized as well when i was like it's time and i've shared this before too it's kind of cool that i told wendy i think i'm gonna give my notice next week and this was after i did it after i gave notice we had this conversation and she shared that every time before that one that I said that she had this <gasps> internally, this gasp, like, Oh no, you know, but that particular time that didn't happen for her. She believed it. She, I mean, something new. Oh yeah. Like the, there it was, there was like a completeness there. Like, yes, it is time to no longer go into this battle. Yeah. And that was really interesting to notice. Uh and yeah i never had a moment of oh i made a made a mistake <laughs> and perhaps this warrior you know going on as he did choosing to go back into the battle being able to go back into the battle didn't have a regret yeah who knows his story goes on as our stories we get to see what it is for us one thing that occurred to me and this is just a throwing it in here to the side because it's too much to explore <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens, but I've been taking the role of the people, but in that moment when I talked about being collapsing you know with social work, I was like, well that was I was the crushed teacup. <laughs> so that's a whole new dimension of this. Come on what is it? What is it to be that teacup to be held and nurtured and filled so kindly, offered, yeah, and maybe received just as gently as offered in some circumstances, but then sometimes to be crushed. What is it to be the teacup? So there's another dimension to the koan to explore tonight and when you gather in the morning, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Um, And that just popped up to me just before beginning our meditation tonight. So I haven't explored it myself and I I will, yeah. I think I already am in a way. But I wanted to bring in this other koan that um, for me relates to this. This is a koan that almost made it in as the koan of the week. (laughs) Um, The one that we spent time with had popped up first. I hadn't looked it up, but I knew the story. But then I went to the meditation on Sunday with John Tarrant, and he brought in this koan, which has a similar feel from a different angle. My response to it, not necessarily what was, well, not even what was discussed in that meditation, but... My experience of this koan was, had a similar thing. Um, it's called the Drifting to the Land of the Demons. So a minister, Yu Di, asked Ziyu Dao Tong, what is meant by, quote, a fierce wind blew a ship off course and set it drifting toward the land of the Rakshasas, end quote. The Rakshasas are flesh-eating demons. Apparently, they inhabit a land and, You can get blown off course and drift into the land of the Rakshasas. So, he asked, what What is the meaning of this quote? Ziyu replied, UD, you miserable lackey. Why are you asking something like that? (laughs) UD's face turned white. Ziyu pointed to him and said, you have just drifted to the land of the Rakshasas. UD took this teaching to heart. <laughs> um, it's kind of nice. Like theoretically, what is meant by this? Like I'm going to send you right there to the land. It's not that far. <laughs> um, but what what arose for me, and when we were sitting in meditation, and I heard the koan. Shortly into it, the phrase "It's good to have a boat" is what came up for me thought, well, that's interesting. And what it meant to me was, means to me is, it's good to have a boat so I can be blown off course and drift into that land. Whatever it is, whether it's a rakshasa land or a pure land or a fragrant land of flowers or, you know, there's a variety of de- demon lands to choose from, yeah. It's like, it's good to have a boat so I can travel to these lands unintentionally, off course, whatever that might be, off the intended course, at least. And it's also good to have a boat to be able to navigate into them and through them, to be able to journey along. And, you know, for me, that's kind of what is beneath. That's the harmony. That's the thing of the the warrior in this koan is his boat, the thing that can carry him through that's always here. He had lost connection with it and found it again in an unexpected way. So for him, maybe, too, it's good to have a boat a boat to feel crushed like a teacup in and also to drift back into the land of war and strife and also to the land of kindness and generosity and tea ceremonies, yeah? (laughs) So, yeah. And then having had that come to mind... One of my all-time favorite koans drifts in too, drifts in. Um, And it's like, I think this koan is a different angle of all of this. Um, It's the one of life, death, calamity, trouble. Let them all be. And you enter the realm of Buddhas without leaving the realm of demons. Yeah. Yeah. The way it's different for me is it's a it's a beforehand stance or a general stance, you know, life, death, calamity, trouble, all the stuff that comes. And what we do in this practice of ours when we're sitting still is the practice of letting it all be, yeah, a prep- preparatory kind of practice, which is a good thing. It's good to have that practice. It's good to have that kind of boat. To be able to grab the rail of when we lose hold, yeah, to know it's there and to do this practice regularly. Whereas the other koans, particularly the one with the warrior, is active and it's not, it's dynamic. It's not as, uh, it's that place of losing the boat, losing sense of things, not having it, yet still being able to find yourself right there in the land of Buddhas and demons together yeah another translation or a way to translate that is in the land of awakening without leaving the realm of delusion yeah so all three of these koans for me have that quality of landing where you're at as you are worlds merging or one world with so many facets there yeah Not two, not many worlds, not, again, nothing to choose, no particular way to be, but a vast boat to hold it all, a vast land to encompass it and invite us into it, and the ability to stand on the boat, on the land, and take steps and journey along through it all, yeah. In times of difficulty, in times of ease, yeah. And always, always, despite what I tell myself, despite the times where it seems like this is unbearable, I can't go on, this is it, I I tend to keep finding, well, heaven and earth, not broken up quite yet. Yeah, (laughs) right here, always. Thank you for listening. For more about Andrew Palmer and his teachings, please visit bowandroar.com and look for him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.